My name is Deandra Poe, and I am the founder of Glass Soldier, a duty-bound and data-driven nonprofit dedicated to the elimination of sexual assault in the U.S. Armed Forces. In this podcast, we will explore the pervasive culture of military sexual trauma and how we, as a collective, can change it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Glass Soldier podcast. I'm so excited um, that you all are joining me. Today is my first ever guest. No pressure on her whatsoever. First ever. I told you guys in 2022 we was going to do things differently than we did last year. So I'm super excited to go forward. I'm so grateful for all of you spending a little bit of time with me today. So without further ado, this is going to be... Um, a series um, of mine in terms of this podcast going forward. Every 15th, I'm going to have a special guest, and I call them special because, um, and you'll see why once we get to talking, every person is doing something amazing. It's connected to me, connected to our veteran community, so I'm very excited um, to introduce her. I have with me First Lieutenant Marissa Gonzalez Hernandez. <laughs> <laughs> in the Marines, um, and you guys all know I'm Army all day long, but look at this. Look at the reach. So I'm super excited <laughs> to introduce her. I'm going to let her introduce herself about what she does, um, and then we're just going to go into some, some Q&A and ask some questions. So um, welcome, Elsie. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, again, um, introduce uh, yourself to the audience about what you do in the Marine Corps. Yeah, of course. So like you said, my name is Marissa Gonzalez-Hernandez. I am a first lieutenant in the United States Marine Corps. Um, of, course, of course, you can call me Marissa. <laughs> um, so what I do in the military is I am an air defense control officer. So what that is, two sides of it. One of it is, is the surveillance side of the house where we um, are assigned to tactical airspace and we are instructed to provide the air picture with the radar that we have. Um, and with that, we also classify all the aircraft that come in and out of our airspace. On the other side of it, we work with the weapons. So we work with the fixed wing aircraft. We help them route them through the airspace, make sure they get gas, um, and also help uh, control all the air defense capabilities. Okay. When you did decide um, that you were going to go into Marine Corps, um, what was the way you wanted to go? Like, what, what made you decide Marine Corps? Yeah. Um, so joining the military first in general was something I learned or realized from a young age. Um, both my parents um, did 20 years in the Air Force. Um, so growing up around that um, was just something I knew from a very young age. I knew the military was what I wanted to do. I knew what it could bring you um, and all the great friendships and opportunities that it brought with it. Um, so then going into high school, um, thought a little bit more about it and um, decided to go into the Marine Corps. Um something that I wanted to challenge myself, improve myself um, even more than what my parents were able to do um, with their time in the service. Awesome. So you, did you move around a lot as well as a child um, with them in the Air Force? Um, actually, no. My mom, or so my dad got out before I was born, um, but my mom was a reservist, um, just like I am now. Um, so she would go to drill. Um, she has this, you know, old saying that I would sleep, you know, I would go to drill with her sleep under her desk and all her friends would just, you know, play with me, run, was running around the hallways um, in San Antonio, one of the Air Force bases. Um, and then she got out when I was in high school. 
Um, so for the most part, I went to drill when I was super young with her. She did deploy uh, at one point when I was in middle school for about six months. Um, but my dad was there um, to not so much, um, but also why, partly why I became a reservist. Awesome. It's so unusual um, to think of that for women. It's so unusual that a woman stayed in longer than a man. Traditionally, you know, we see a lot of stuff today where, you know, this is the time the women will get out first and then the men stay in and do 20 plus years. So that's so awesome that your mom stayed in the reserves that long. That's yeah. amazing. Awesome. So um, other than your mom serving, do you have any other family members, grandparents, uncles, aunts that served? Um, so both my grandfathers uh, served, both of them were in the Army. Um, so they have the Army, the Air Force. Um, I don't think I have any Navy or Coast Guard. So I was like, well, might as well be the first Marine. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like my family. It's all Army and Navy, yeah. so no worries. Okay. <laughs> um, so tell me, what has been the most fulfilling part about uh, being in the Marine Corps? Um, so for me, the most fulfilling part is just being given the opportunity to be in a leadership position. Um, for me, being able to be in front of young adults um, who may not know what they're doing with their lives yet and being able to help de develop them and shape them. Because for me, leadership is not do what I say. That's not what it is for me. It's way more than that. It's getting to know you as a person. You know, why did you join the military? What drives you? What are you passionate about? Um, so for me, it's, it's more than that. And so that's really what fulfills me with being in service. So I understand you went from active duty to reserve. Do you find that mm -hmm. your leadership style had to change? Um, no, it hasn't changed, but it's become more challenging being in the reserves. I don't have the opportunity I did when I was on active duty. I don't see my Marines every day. Um, so in from my leadership style, it is harder. Um, I want to get to know them on a real personal level. I just not given the opportunity or the time. It makes it more difficult, but it just means I need to when I see them, you know, I, I make an effort to, to go to talk to them as much as I can. Awesome. What do you want to be remembered as when you think of your, um, you know, your, uh, I think you call them corpsmen? Is that what you call them? Wait, so I, I don't want to call them soldiers because soldiers are in the Army. So you have to give me the lingo of like, what do you Marines? call Marines. Okay. There you go. I'm learning. <laughs> For your Marines, what do you, what's the, uh, you know, you don't have to pick one thing, but what do you want to be remembered by as a leader? Um, for me, um, it goes into my leadership style. I want to be remembered as a leader that, you know, strive to get to know you, um, get to know you outside of the uniform. And for me, my leadership or my help, my guidance, my mentorship doesn't stop when I'm, in, you know, when I'm no longer in charge of you anymore. It continues throughout, you know, your, of course, military career. Um, if you get out, your civilian career and the rest of your life. Um, for me, it's more than just being in the military. Um, it's more about getting to, to know them um, as a person. Okay. And, and the reserves and active duty, with that being difficult, um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with like, like people's like love language and how they respond to like leadership style. Has that been an important part of you of shaping you as a leader? Just um, understanding how you know your Marines respond to you um, in your leadership style. 
Yeah, um, I think that, of course, everybody has a different leadership you know, style that they react to, that they respond to. Um, but I think the first step in realizing that is getting to know them as a person. Um, you know, some people like, you know, may respond more to someone yelling at them, you know, may respond to someone sitting down and be like, okay, what's wrong? How can I help you? Um, but I think that comes from sitting down and just getting to know them, getting to know their past um, and what helps motivate them. Okay. What has been the most challenging part? I mean, outside of the fact that you can't get to know them as much as you want to, what's been the most challenging right. part? Um, realizing that everyone's leadership style is different, including different leaders. I uh, know between me and my peers, we do not have the same leadership style, but then also like we just talked about, people respond to different leadership styles. Um, and so that was really one of the biggest challenges that I've faced as a leader. Okay. So um, considering, you know, the difficulties of being in the reserves, what's your motivational go-to? Like, what do you use to get your Marines motivated when things are, you know, a little bit more challenging than um, they were when you were on active duty? Um, for this one, I would just honestly just speak to them, um, give a speech if necessary, um, whether it's to my leadership uh, or it's to my junior Marines. Um, you know, being in the reserves is hard. Um, being We have full-time lives and we have families and children and significant others. And then we have to stop all of that to come do this. Um, so it, it presents its own different challenges. And I've learned, especially through my first year. Um, so I just try to speak to them as much as I can and relate, say, I understand completely understand what you're going through. Um, and I'm here to help you as much as possible. Awesome. Okay. Um, what part about your training um, to be an officer prepared you for what you're currently doing? So um, I, I don't know what you went, did you ROTC, OCS? How did you become an officer? And what part of that training has prepared you for where you are right now? Yeah, um, so I went to OCS, then of course did all my initial training. Um, the biggest thing that helped me um, going through my military training was actually in OCS. Um, my instructors, my you know, all the females instructors, you know, they made it apparent to teach us to always stick up for yourself, um, especially being a female in the military and in general, of course, um, to go into every situation confident. Um, and who you are and what you know and your experiences um, and really stood up for us um, and taught us how to do that for ourselves. Awesome. And you said you had all female instructors? Uh, yes. How is that? I mean, I'm, I know a lot of people, especially today, um, as a lot of empowerment has been pushed around women and just um, finding our voice uh, in uh, you know, what is still a male-dominant organization um, how did that feel? I know I work with eight women on a regular basis and people are like, oh, I could never work with that many women, <laughs> many hormones. And I feel like it, it can be done. I mean, if you really are open to understanding leadership styles and everybody has an opinion, but how was that for you in that environment outside of like corporate? How was it being around all female Marines? Um, it was great. Um, I truly, you know, they truly had a super big impact on me in particular. And I know all of us that were in my OCS, um, platoon, um, they had a big impact on all of us, gave my first salute to one of my instructors, um, 
and you know keep in contact with it as much as we can still. So. Awesome, that's cool. <laughs> Speaking of, were your parents there at your commissioning? Oh yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> no, were your parents enlisted or were they also officers? They were enlisted. I am the first officer in my family. Awesome. How did your your parents feel about that? Um, I mean, they're super proud. Um, they pushed me to be an officer, um, pushed me to go get my degree, and then, of course, pushed me to be an officer. Um, so, yeah, they were super proud, a lot of tears that day. Um, so it was a great day. Awesome. <laughs> okay. Um, so um, we're going to talk a little bit about, like, transitioning and everything. Um, yeah. With you going to reserve, coming from active duty, having to transition into this civilian life or um, going back and forth between the two, do you find it hard or do you bring certain aspects of being a Marine into your civilian job? Um, not necessarily. I do from my leadership experience and from things, the situation I've been put in. Um, but my job in the military does not transition well over to the civilian world. Um, so for me, coming out, coming, excuse me, coming off active duty, it was hard um, to translate that to help people understand what I did on a regular basis. Um, so for me, that was super hard, um, being able to back up my experiences when sometimes, most time, people don't understand what I do. Yeah. Yeah. Do you find that um, civilian counterparts ask you a lot of questions about what you did? Um, sometimes, um, but you know, I invite questions, you know, some, most of the time people are generally just curious and, you know, I'm all about, if you have questions, answering that. Awesome. Um, let me see. Do you find, um, you find it off-putting, uh, in the civilian world when they don't understand or have you found any difficulties in that translation? Does it, um, you find it like annoying or like, Oh, how do I translate my, you know, military career into uh, chewable pieces for civilians? <laughs> um, I don't find it difficult. Um, you know, my boss now um, has been super understanding with what I do, um, and he tries to learn, of course. But sometimes, people, even people in the military don't understand what I do, so it's not um, something completely new to me. Awesome. Um. What is your take on uh, volunteerism? I know for us in the army, they give out like awards. To, sometimes they give out awards to soldiers who go and do volunteer work. I'm not sure if they do something like that similarly in the Marines. Um, how do you feel about volunteerism? Do you mean like outside of the military? Correct. Like yeah. doing volunteer work in your community where you are, um, especially with uh military personnel being so transient and having to move every so often, you know, their community is where they're at. Um, how do you feel about volunteerism and, and being a part of a community organization? Um, I think it's great. Um, I think it's something that everybody should try to do. And it's something that I try to teach my Marines as much as possible. You know, um, when it comes to looking at you, I don't, I don't just look at the Marine. I look at the person, I look at the leader. Um, how are you involved? How are you looking to, better your community, yourself, um, and your Marines under you. So I think it's great. I truly do uh, emphasize it as much as possible. Awesome. Okay. So what's, what's the one thing that you're looking forward to in this year, 2022, brand new year, 
Yep. It's like, it's still got that new car smell on it. So So what are you looking forward to the most out of this year, be it your military career, personal? What are you looking forward to? Um, I'm going to make my debut on this. Yeah. Um, I really look forward to just investing in myself again as, you know, continuing to develop as a leader. I mean, last year was um, super busy for myself and I did transition from active duty to reserves. Um, So just all that in general, um, which is a lot going on. So now I'm settled um, and getting ready to fully invest on developing myself as a leader and as a person. Are any promotions like looming? Uh, Hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Is Is it the same in the, in the army where um, it's automatic from like from second lieutenant to first lieutenant to captain? Um, Second lieutenant to first lieutenant. Yes. Uh, For captain, you do go up to a board. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. We, we go to the board too. I don't know what I was thinking automatic, but yeah. Second lieutenant to first lieutenant is automatic. And then captain board. Okay. Are you about to go to your board? I am. Okay. How confident are you um, that things are going in a positive direction for service members with um, with eyes, just, you know, social media news outlets being very much focused on a lot of policy changes and stuff going on in the military? Um, how confident are you in the direction that, um, you know, the service members are going, period, all branches? Um, in, yeah. in respects to um, equality, just the, the strength of the force. How confident are you? Um, I'm pretty confident. I think the military is going in a positive direction. Um, I think, like you said, with social media now more than ever, um, leader more leaders are listening to their Marines, understanding where they're coming from, their worries, their fears, um, and looking to make changes in a positive direction. For you as, um, as a leader in the Marine Corps, um, you know, the, society would have everybody pinning all the different branches against each other. Um, and you and everybody knows about all the jokes and, you know, what mm-hmm. they say about the different branches and everything. But in all seriousness, um, when it comes to Marine Corps, because yeah, considering um, the jobs that, uh, you know, the Marines have to do, the Air Force has to do, the Navy. I mean, everybody has their elite branches <laughs> as a part of <laughs> They are. So, you know, there are some difficulties that come with serving just in general. But in regards to uh, generationally, um, do you feel that like your generation, are you guys going to be the change makers? Or do you still feel like this is going to take multiple generations to see like lasting change? Ooh, that's a lot. <laughs> No. I was gonna hit you with one that you wasn't ready for. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think uh, my generation is gonna make a, you know, a major change, and I think the generations following us will continue to implement that change, making sure that it's continuing, um, you know, not just now but in the future, um, and continuing to improve even more as you know the years go on. But I think now more than ever, like I said. You know, leaders are listening um, and understanding, you know, where Marines, sailors, 
um, soldiers are coming from um, and really trying to make the changes for them. Awesome. So now, I, and I didn't get to tell anybody that you're a board member with Black Soldier, so <laughs> now everybody gets to know the big reveal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the, the, with uh, serving on the board, um, what are you hoping to contribute to that change? Um, what are you hoping to contribute as a Marine, um, as a female Marine? Um, what, what's maybe one or two things that you're hoping to bring to the table um, that you know can affect change? Yeah, um, I'm looking to bring the perspective of the Marine Corps. Um, and as a female, uh, that we are not um, large in numbers. Um, and I think, you know, our experiences are very unique. Um, I'm looking just to bring uh, voices to those who are not comfortable or who aren't able to talk for themselves, talk about their experiences. Um, I think it's important to continue to implement change. And so, um, and also just like make sure Marines are, know that they're never alone in any process or experience that they go through. Yeah, I hear you say implement, and this is the last thing that I want to touch on. Because implementation to me sounds like action, um, and action is a huge part of it. I mean, we've had policies and procedures for a very long time. I mean, we've had laws <laughs> for a very long time. Everybody knows not to run a stop sign, but for some reason, some right. people don't choose to run a stop sign. So when I hear you say implementing, it sounds like action. Would you say that you're an action, action-oriented leader? Are you the type of person that's like, let's stop talking about it and let's do it? Um, or are you more like a, a macro person where you're like, hey, let's look at the bigger picture here? Um, for me as leader, I think that from my experience, most Marines respond to, uh, to action. Um, you can be all talk, um, but it's actually getting out there and doing it. Um, it's showing them and being the example for them as much as possible. So I try to do everything um, to be the example for Marines through my actions. Um, and you know, keep my word in everything that I do tell them. Awesome. I'm so excited to have you on the board and um, just the perspective of the Marine Corps is, yeah. uh, it's just super exciting because I, like I said, I can only uh, speak from my foxhole. Um, and it's, you know, my perspective is very different than other people. I mean, I, I, I can't wait to get some more uh, male perspective on here. Uh, I definitely think that's going to light a fire, <laughs> having a, a male perspective on the board, but also knowing that the mission is the same no matter what branch. Um, I think at the end of the day, the mission is the same, and that's to um, eliminate uh, sexual assault and harassment from the military, from the Department of Defense, period, um, civilians and service members alike. So I am super excited to have you on the board. I am so excited that you got to be my first person. I can't wait to look back like 10 years from now and us <laughs> listen to this and we're like, oh my God. I know. You sounded so weird. <laughs> <laughs> I sounded so young um, <laughs> in 10 years. But again, um, I just say thank you for spending this time with me. Uh, you know my motto, time is a resource I can't give back to you. So anytime that you give it to me, I'm extremely grateful. Uh, so with that being said, I'm going to sign off. Okay. I, I'm over here saluting my little crazy person. <laughs> so thank you for being on the show. Of course. Thank you for having me.